Welcome to the PDX Spotlight Podcast and part two of our coverage of the 2019 NAM show. Our three producers, Mike Burling, Brent Angelo, and Mike Mooney spent the weekend learning about gear, meeting with potential partners, and hanging out with some really cool musicians. So here's their take on the 2019 NAM show. Welcome everyone to part two of our special edition NAM podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Mooney. Uh, with me on my left is Mike Burling. Hey everybody. And on my right is Brent Angelo. How's it going? All right. So we are uh, we're just back from NAM. Um, we are all exhausted. It was a fantastic time. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we wanted to do a uh, this second half of the podcast to kind of recap the whole experience uh, while it was fresh in our minds uh, for all of you out there. Um, so I think we, we probably want to start off with the coolest thing, uh, and that is the microphone that Mike is talking into right now, not yeah, me. We're, well, well, yeah, we're testing this out, so we shall see. It's not actually a podcast microphone, but we're using it for a podcast, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's um, I, the coolest part of it was, and I, I wasn't there, so you can tell the story. Yeah, so I think one of the things we wanted to talk about today was um, Saturday, which was our last day there. Felt like our fifth day there. Yeah. Um, and we focused largely on business development, kind of meeting potential partners, sharing what we're about. Um, as we grow, there are opportunities to grow with us. And so we, you know, we went around to some of the biggies. Um, we were, went around to some of the smallies um, and had some really good conversations. Some may turn into something, some may not. Um, but that's, that's what this is all about. Um, but it was actually one of the last vendors that I spoke with, um, a company called ProDeep Audio um, and Guitars. I think they do audio and guitars. But um, coincidentally, we had been posting all week, all weekend, you know, videos and photos and just kind of sharing what a good time we're having. And they were one of the, one of the few that actually chimed in and said, Hey, this looks great. Come by and say hi. So, um, so I did. And it, it's very small. Well, it's probably not as small as I think it is, but a, a French company. And so I made the mistake of saying bonjour to them right out of the gate. And <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of his many. Oh, parlez-vous français? I'm like, no, not today. I don't. <laughs> You're like, I just, I just said yeah. all of the French yeah. that I know. Right. <laughs> um, but I, it was enough for me to go, okay, I'm not even going to try this yeah. in this loud building. Um, but fortunately, their English was, was good. And um, I talked to, I, can't, I think it might have been the owner, but, you know, uh, one of the guys directly from the company. And we got talking about audio. We got talking about what we do. Um, w- you know, we talked about small partnership opportunities and, and somehow it transitioned into a microphone conversation. And it might've been because I was holding this cheap little $14 Amazon microphone, um, made by pile P Y L E, which we of course put a couple words on the end of that. It's not that bad for, for $14. It's actually pretty good. But as we got talking, they said, well, you should try this out. And they took it apart. And I wish Mike was with me cause he knows a lot more about audio. Um, but they kind of started telling me about it. And by the end of the conversation, they'd said, well, why don't you just take it with you? <laughs> I go, okay, I'll take it with me. And so we wanted to, you know, we wanted to try it out. This is, 
you know, I think it's more of a vocal mic, you know, a, a performance mic. And I went on their website, and it's actually a fairly low end in their series of microphones. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it does in this podcast. Um, we may try it with some of our performers and see how they like it. But if anyone wants to check them out, it's it's ProDeep, P-R-O-D-I-P-E. We're using the TT1 Pro microphone today. And, um, yeah, like I said, we'll see We'll see how it does. This yeah. is our first, our first shot with it. Yeah. That's really cool of them. And Mike's got a couple, you know, really nice microphones set up here that are probably designed more for this type of thing so well I, and uh, i i don't know if that's necessarily a a, a a transition point but uh i the two microphones that i have in front of me are are both uh audio technicas and i i love them uh i've been using audio technicas for like 10 years and so i went over to their booth and I started asking their sales guys specific questions about a model of microphone they haven't made for 10 years, and they were right with me the whole time. <laughs> oh, you nice. know our oh. stuff. Oh. Right. Nice. Yeah. It was, a, it was I, I enjoyed it. It was a, the, the, I'm always, anytime the part of the job or part of the, you know, we're trying to, trying to do stuff to get this show bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And the part of it that's production and the part of it that's creativity and ideas. I love that part. The part of it that's like, all right, now let's go sell it to people at a convention is like kind of my worst nightmare. Right. And so Sunday was all that. Saturday. 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 What's today? Who am I? Saturday we were unconscious. My or Sunday we were unconscious. Well, yeah, I just gotta say it's Saturday. like you know all your gear here. I would have given my life for this chair on that Nam. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. the, a good chair at Nam is like a godsend. It, but it was you know it was it was uncomfortable. It's a, it's a, it's uncomfortable at these at these conventions to be in front of people you've never met trying to get them to uh, uh, buy into something that you think is really really valuable and really really awesome that you've mm-hmm. put time and work into. And so it was really cool that that a lot of the vendors were right with me yeah you know when, well, when think, we when we talked to them they were they were all about it and right. that, that was really uh hopeful and what you what you're kind of touching on here is you know i'm going to toot our own horn a little bit is as a small production team we have our strengths so the thing that scares you to death i'm actually pretty comfortable with i don't mind walking up to a stranger and saying hey you should check us out and explaining to them what the value right. of that is um you know you you geeked out on product like you can geek out on gear and you know brent and i can to some extent too but like i'm not going to be able to tell you the ins and outs of a microphone and i'm not Mm going to know a model from 10 years ago i like geeking out as much as i as much as my brain will allow me yeah um but it works because i'm kind of more on the sales and biz dev dev side of things um you know you've got that that geekness to you right Mm-hmm. Um, that's po- that's a compliment, by the way. I yes, could be taken wrong. Um, and then Brent, of course, as we talked about in our last podcast, is the the talent master. So I think it's. I got to really... focus on the people on the rock. Yeah, yeah. but Just, I think it's a good it's a good mix, and, and right. it worked well for I, us. I will tell you, there were there were shows that we were in that I'm like, how did we get into this show? And right. Brent was like, you just gotta know a guy. And right. I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't. I got you I don't covered, know yeah. a guy. I don't know any guys. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I mean, I don't know him, but like, uh, Dude, some guy you... was giving away tickets like right outside, and right. I was like, who? Which guy? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just found him. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, with our last show, we just show up. Sometimes things Sometimes. happen. Yeah. Sometimes a guy walks over and just gives you a pass, and you're like, "Okay, I'll go in." Yeah. yeah. So before we go there, and I, I know we had a 
we had a lot of fun Saturday night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to hear some of the other gear companies that you guys thought were cool. And I've got, of course, a few of my own. Um, it's hard. It's probably hard to nail down a, a few out of 10,000 vendors or however many there were. Yeah. But so you liked, you liked Audio Technica. Who else? Uh, I liked, I liked Audio Technica. Uh, I had a great conversation with the guy from Shure. Um, I, I've had Shure microphones since I was like 19. Um, and so they're, they're great. They're, they're solid microphones. And so it was really cool to get to talk to him. Um, and then Sony, man, we like, Sony had some incredible. They, they mostly the what we looked at at Sony was like camera equipment, but like I wanted that audio recorder. I wanted everything yes. in the Sony booth. Yeah, well, Sony was they were rolling out some new portable audio recorders, which we use. I yeah. mean, we used a Zoom recorder to record our last podcast, um, and of course we have interest in that stuff. But I personally was really interested in Sony because of the cameras. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we're, we're camera and we're audio. We mm-hmm. get those two, two things down, we're golden. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we've been doing over the last, I don't know, a couple of years is we've found kind of a sweet spot with our gear. You know, we mm-hmm. know kind of what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, we often sometimes cobble together our own stuff or we have to use rentals or things like that. And so it's not ideal yet. Like we've, you know, we've been able to create a really good product with very very little budget and so one of the things i wanted to do with sony um and this goes for any camera manufacturer out there is i wanted to have a conversation about how you know how do you what does a partnership look like with a company like sony mm-hmm. um, i have an idea of what it looks like um i would like to use their products i would like to give and when i say they i mean whoever it may be it might yeah. be canon it might be black magic it doesn't you know at this point it's wide open um and it was a you know it was a little tough talking to him at first, and then we found the right guy, and he he wasn't the sales and marketing guy, but he knew enough about it, and he was interested enough in what we were talking about that you know he agreed to at least have the conversation with us, and that's that's half the battle when you're trying to build a business like this, right. is finding the kind of partners that you can have a mutually beneficial partnership with. You know, it's easy to go in like I want to go in and say. We need money. Give me some cash. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's and, sad when it comes. That's pretty much what it comes down to a lot of times. Well, a lot of times. And don't get me wrong. We want money. You know, right. we want people to sponsor us. We want people to believe in us. But we also want people that fit within our core values. We want people that can help us get to the quality level that we need to get to. There's always room for improvement. Um, and so, to me, that was a good first step. It's like, okay, well, we have a... We have somebody that's got one of the strongest brands in the world that's at least willing to talk to us. Yeah. And so well, that was, a, that was, it was really, uh, I was really hopeful after that. It's super interesting when you go up to a booth and you're kind of like, oh, they're probably not really interested in talking to me. And then you kind of work your way through the staff there. And that's a weird way to talk about right, it. Right. But like the first person's kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about, but maybe you should talk to this person. And you go talk to that person. And they're like, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but that's not really what I right. do. So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have you hand you off to this guy. And then that guy is like, oh, yeah, this is totally right. what up our alley. Well, and I think Sony's a little different because sure. this was a music conference and not a video conference. And so they they did have some gear there that was right up our alley. Right. Um, but it wasn't 
probably we were probably one of the few people that was actually geeking out over the cameras. Yeah. You know, everybody else was like, oh, let me see all your audio gear. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Let's see those yeah. cameras. I've been looking at audio gear all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the one thing they fail to see, it's like all of us as artists, we have our vision of how we want things to look and how it should be seen later. And it's not that we go to them and saying, hey, I want, like you said, free gear or whatever. You're going to them because you're like, look, you're the best. We want, like, we want to go to the people that will you know, take our vision and take it farther than we can, we imagined it to be. We want to go as far as we possibly could be. Right. And we hope that they see that it's not just about asking for stuff like that, but like, look, we want to do, we have this idea to do something really, really good. And we want to use the tools that will make it you know, most happen. Yeah. And consistency is, yes. is an important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're right now we're using mainly using camera product our Canon products, which have been great. Yes. Um, but we're a little all over, all over the map sometimes. Like you will have the C100 that's a great, you know, video camera. And we'll integrate some DLSRs and, you know, we'll, we even integrate the G7X, which is a little a little handheld, but it's it does awesome. And so, and then we'll do, you know, we'll throw a couple GoPros in and we'll mm-hmm. throw a, a nice Panasonic that we have in. And it's it's all good, but it takes a little bit more work to color match and to, you know, make sure we've got a consistent look and feel. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, you know, let's be honest, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's like, oh, I maybe I'm not going to use that angle because it just doesn't look quite right. Having that consistency from one brand would be a huge step for us. Yeah. See, I still like the idea of working with the companies like you're an employee. You could say, okay, uh, I will take this. I will utilize it to the best of my knowledge and to your, the training that I would do to learn it. But at the same time, go, okay, this is, by using this, I gain this. Great. And I go, wow, but as I'm doing this project, I wish I had this ability on it too. And be able to work with the companies and say, look, is there a way that you can get this also out of the camera? Is there another way? Because like we said, there's a certain camera that we use that fails us a lot. And because of certain issues with that camera, we could say, hey, when we're doing this kind of work, this is the troubles we have. Well, and so be like a partner with them. The beautiful thing, I think, about uh, any sort of partnership with any any company that, that we get to work with is that we get to uh, the opportunity to get some training out of it. So we'll get to learn that camera inside and out. And, and right. I, you know, I love to learn. Me too. I love, well, to, I think- I love to learn. I love to get new skills and to... You know, there's there's one thing anybody can point a camera in a direction and hit a button, but n- understanding the color matching, understanding the angles, understanding the the lighting, that's all that's all takes time and effort and energy yes, and work. Right. And working, you know, if we have the opportunity to work with a camera manufacturer who's like, look, we're gonna let you use our gear, but you have to take the time to learn it. I'm all about that. Right. Well, I, think I agree, Brent. What you mentioned about being an employee, I have to actually. Um, say it's more of a reviewer. So if you look at a, at yeah, a that's gear a good way manufacturer, to you know they do this stuff all the time, where they send out gear to yeah. you know YouTube reviewers, and they get a little ten minute unboxing and oh let's check this product out. I think the advantage that we would have is we would put it into real use. We put it in a real action. Yes. Say, what? How does this product work within the context of our show? And to your point, we could report back. Say, well, you know what? In low light, this is a problem, or whatever the situation may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do. Th- I agree. I think that the. Of course, we're thinking of all this stuff. This is like, hey, here's the value that we could add to you. Right. Um, 
in addition to the exposure that we can, you know, the the brand exposure that we can get them through all the bands that we're working with, but um, being able to have that feedback loop and say, hey, you know, essentially we become part of your review team. Yeah, that is a better way to word it. It's much more than just, you know, like like we said earlier, it's much more than just, oh, yeah, we want free product. It's not yeah. at all, not yeah. at all what we're about. Because I don't really want free product. I don't. I mean, it does take free product. Well, <laughs> sure, but it doesn't. It free doesn't do good. for me what it would do if I if we had a partner. Right. You know it doesn't I mean? accomplish. The if goal. someone just throws you a camera, you're like, oh, sweet, I have a camera. Right. Well, we had. Uh, I had a conversation with another camera manufacturer. Um, that I won't mention, but a, a very well-established manufacturer. And they, um, you know, they just don't do partnerships like this very often. But they said, well, you know, we'd be willing to loan you one, you know, once if you wanted. And I said, I appreciate that, but um, I'm going to pass. Because even though it's probably a $10,000 $10, camera, just playing with their camera, although it might be fun, doesn't accomplish our our goal right right it doesn't help us with the consistency goal and if we integrate that camera into a shoot with all of our other cameras well now we're we have the same problem yeah. now we're trying to color match against canons and it's just so i, I think that's a, an important um fact of all this is that we're you know to your point it's like let's find someone to partner with so if, if any camera manufacturers are listening to this Hopefully we've convinced you by now. Uh, we've clearly we've convinced ourselves. Yeah, we're fantastic. I don't yeah. know if you've heard. <laughs> I think sometimes people forget all that goes into doing a show. If it's doing the video or the audio, it's a lot of work and a lot of time. And it, but the thing with people like us is we care. We care about the music. We care about the people behind the music, and we just want to do the best we can. Yeah, there's. I think the fact that none of us, and and we've all already agreed on this as a, not even a part of a promotional thing or anything, that we're not going to take any money uh, until we have a product that we're, uh, is well, worth it. I wouldn't quite say that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let me just say. Maybe it, I'm the it, only one not taking money. If somebody wants, there are different levels of sponsorship available for, for PDX Spotlight. Right. It may be a product sponsorship where it's all about gear in exchange for promotion. But if somebody wants to sponsor us monetarily, of course we'll take that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to build this brand. We need to be able to pay our crew. We need to be able to pay the, for the equipment, the right type of equipment. So if somebody came to us and said, hey, we'll give you $50,000, what, what will you do with it? Well, I'll probably spend it all on gear. You know, it's like I could spend that really fast. So yeah. you never want to say no to money when it's in a sponsorship context. Right, right. Well, if you think about the the stuff that we've done already and what the just the gear we had of our own, it's amazing what we put together just from that. Yeah, I already. agree. Yeah. What else out there did you guys see um, that you thought was cool? You know, I, I, I touched on this on the last one, but I will say overall for the whole convention i think one component was really important was gibson you know for music gibson is a huge player in the business and you know to see them struggle and possibly not be around anymore that was pretty scary i mean it's like the the standard in rock and roll was a les paul and a marshall amp that was the the sound of rock and roll all right so gibson i think we all agreed was one of 
our favorites. Um, Mike, you seem like you were kind of geeking out on the audio stuff. Oh, there was there was a DJ setup or a, a, a uh, kind of a hip hop producer setup that was like, you put the vinyl here, and then uh, you punch in when you find the sample you want. You punch out when you find the end of the sample. Uh, you stretch it. You you uh, you know you can do all the things with the beat ma- beat match it. You set it up at whatever BPM you want. It's a click of a button, and then throw it into your track here. I was in love. That if was I had JVC DJ or something, I think so. No, not JVC. Pioneer. Pioneer. Sorry. Pioneer. Pioneer had a bunch of really cool stuff, and then they had uh, the musician Matt Pioneer was really cool. Yeah, they had a bunch of really like awesome stuff happening. I was in a little club where I got to play with the DJ equipment. I saw you just kind of disappeared for a little right. while, and I look over, and you were just hey man, you were getting into it. It was great. I didn't fly to LA to not do no. All that's that what stuff. it's all about. It's yeah. like I, you know, I'm glad we were able to kind of dive in on things like that. There was a lot more ear, like I, you know, I know we looked into the Eargasm company, and but there's a lot of ear companies like the protection stuff that it was. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of picking up. Be, it's getting yeah. it can be more of a respected business like. Especially with some of the aging rockers that are showing that, like the damage they've had from their years of playing. You know what I liked? I I liked seeing Portland companies there. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of biased. You know, we we want to see everything, and we want to we want to be a national show, and I think we are. Um, but like we we visit with sixty four audio, which is an in ear monitor that a lot of musicians that come on our show are using. So, and just, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well we, we work with these guys, you know, just the fact that we kind of knew some of the same musicians and we knew that they were using their products. And right. so it was it just kind of, I don't know. I like that kind of local feel. Yeah. Um, and then we went by breed love, had a nice conversation yeah. with them. They're in band. Um, and there were probably actually, you know what? I should have mentioned this right out of the gate. Um, Benson amps, who is a local company and they mm-hmm. actually work with us on, um, little nonprofit uncut on the side. Um, well, not on the side. It's a different project. But they won best of show. Did they really? Yeah, that's and awesome. I, I just I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, wow, I I didn't even see them there. So, yeah. so I was kind of bummed that I didn't get get to go by and say hi to them because you know, go we, Benson. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's so, great. Um, that was that was a good one. It's uh, the, it's it's such a massive show. There was there's there's no way you're going to see that whole everything that's going on there. It's just not possible. <laughs> it's, spill, it's spilled out into a whole second building. Remember when we were first walked in and I just stopped and I took that picture? It said booths zero to like 14999 Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. That was only, that was like, okay, that's not the whole box either. Yeah. That's like the building, that's a partial. Room the, one, the first 10,000. Good yeah. God. What was that, like 25,000 booths or I have, something? I have no idea. I mean, that's, the numbers went up to like the 17,000. I don't know if there were that many booths, but just... The fact that the numbers were that high was yeah. like. Okay. I honestly would love to know how many people went through that building, that that convention in one day. Yeah, they probably, like, how many yeah, people there's overall? No way. There's no way. It's not possible unless you're like going through and just like touching each booth and then moving on, or taking a step in each booth and moving on. There was a there's a, a good number of side booths that seemed kind of only tangentially related to to, to music stuff. Um, or, or they'd be things that are very specific, um, to a particular instrument. I think, like, I think I saw a booth that was just strings, uh, just guitar strings. Oh yeah. So if you didn't, if you didn't play guitar, you know, if you're a drummer, you're not going to stop by that booth. Well, there were many of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Like SIC was SIC. SIT. SIT. Sorry. Um, stay Stay in tune. tune. Yeah. I mean, they, 
they had what five or six artists signing all at the same time yeah and i don't know one guitar guitar string from another but uh, those guys did i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and then there were some you know i i sometimes i feel bad for the little guys off in the corner you know they're back in the very back of the Mm -hmm. arena and very few people actually walk over to that corner but you kind of wonder what you know how many of those companies have some really cool stuff that you never really got over to check it out. I'm trying to remember that. I feel one. like that's who we are. It's like you really got to come check us out because it's really cool. I was trying to remember that pedal board company we stopped at. The lady was really really nice. Oh yeah, um, it was. Um, I want to give her like kudos. Temple. It was Temple Designs or something. Because um, the one thing about her, I totally like. Okay, I'll I'll do that while you're looking. The one thing about that that struck a positive note with me is here's this booth and a vendor and like their products. And we're standing there talking with some friends and she was there and she comes over and just nicely introduces herself, but then pushes the product and wants to talk. It's like, here, this is our product. It was actually really cool. The design of the pedal board was really unique. So I thought that is very cool. It's a great idea. You know, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I play guitar to a point. I'm not like a, I'm a hobby player, not like a pro, like most people. But I saw the benefits even as a like a hobby player. Like, oh, that is a cool idea. You yeah, know? yeah. But then you go to some booths and these people are like, eh, no talk. I just thought that was really cool. She was like really nice and just yeah, she was selling it. She was, I mean, I like I would have bought it and I don't even need it. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> they're so Temple cool. Temple Design pedal boards. Yes, and thank just you. a disclaimer: we are not getting paid by anybody to call no. them out. We are we're actually some of this is stream of consciousness where we're saying, Oh, remember that company? That's real. We're not, we're not doing this because temple designs has given us product or money or anything. Um, it's just stuff that we saw that was cool. Yeah. I've never heard before, but I was like, it left an impression. Yeah. There was, there was, I mean, there was a lot of that there. There was a whole lot of companies that were just like, Oh wow, that's really neat. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a really cool never, idea. All right. Never, and I've never heard of, of this yeah. company. That's well, gotta be a hard business though. Cause like, like I said, you know, business like that I've never heard of. I went back, like, there's, there's one I used to always love going to stop and buy. It was Dean Markley. And they had accessories and strings, and they're no longer there. And I was like, wow, that's a, that was a big company. That's just crazy, like, you have good companies like that go out. Who was the one, Mike? Um, West Music. So you've got a little history with them. So uh, West Music specifically wasn't there, but one of their sister brands, uh, Westco, was. Um, there, I, I worked for that company for, for a few, for West music for, um, a few years back when I lived in Iowa and I love those people and I love those, uh, 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 the whole business. Um, and so it was really cool to see, uh, some old friends. Yeah. Some old friends. Um, I, one of, one of the guys worked there, he's a remote employee and he worked there when I worked there. And he was the first one I saw at the booth. I said, oh, are you new? And he said, no, I've worked there seven years. And <laughs> I said, oh, I worked there seven years ago. And he was like... He's like, yeah, I remember you. you don't he was like, me. yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I used to send you support tickets and you never answered me. And I said, yep, that was me. Okay. Uh, great. Good to know. So it was good. Yeah, it was fun. And then um, uh, Trevor James Flutes was also there. That, that's another right. West Music brand. That, okay, um, which I, I didn't make it to that one. Um, I, one thing I liked about West, West Co. Yeah was more, it's not really a PDX Spotlight thing, it's an uncut thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are listening, anybody got one of our little promo cards, Uncut is a youth music um, nonprofit, so we focus on connecting kids to the local music scene. And 
their booth was all about music education. Mm-hmm. And we quickly shifted from, hey, we're looking for PDX Spotlight partners to, wow, you would be great for Uncut. Yeah, yeah. So we had a few of those cases too where right. we, you know, we'd start a conversation and like even Pioneer, it's like, you'd be really cool to show to kids. Yeah. Um, so I like that kind of stuff too. Yeah, totally. Gentlemen, we, we need to wrap this up. Uh, uh, this name was, was awesome. I think we were on a consensus that name was awesome. It was, uh, we had a great time. Uh, we really appreciate everybody listening, uh, to the pod. Um, this is, uh, let's do it again. Let's, let's do, do it again. We're going to do it again. So, uh, thank you for listening. Everyone have a great night. Watch PDX spotlight. Listen, watch to the podcast. PDX spotlight. Listen to the podcast, uh, Oregon music news. Um, yeah, we got it. Thanks. We got everybody. it. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us for part two of PDX Spotlight live from the NAM show 2019. A big thank you to executive producer Mike Burling and producers Brent Angelo and Mike Mooney for their time at the event and sharing their thoughts with us. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at PDX Spotlight.